I invite you to have a seat. Extravagance. It's a word that comes to mind when I think of communion. The extravagance of God's love and forgiveness for us. It's also what comes to mind in a story that a buddy of mine told me about a buddy of his. You see, this friend of his started trying to use apps to find a significant other. And he labeled his profile as a rich, sense of humor, entrepreneurial. Those are some good terms to describe someone. And he found a young lady who thought so as well, and they went on their first date. It was an extravagant dinner with lots of tableware that was set properly and um, just really good conversation. They seemed to hit it off. Then they went to a, a comedy, a, a movie, and they, they had the same kind of sense of humor and things were going very, very well, he thought. And at the end of their date, the young lady says, okay, I need to see your bank account if we're going to go on date number two. And he scratched his head and he couldn't believe it. That's a very uh, forward thing to say. But she said, no, you, you claimed you were rich. And without actually seeing your bank account, I can't know that. I can't know if you're lying to me. Well, they never went on that second bank or that second date. He just wouldn't do it. But it's a reminder to us, right? The world around us is like that a lot. It's full of lies and deception. And it's everywhere. It's in us. It's in our neighbors. It's all over. And so we find ourselves wanting to ask people, well, can I see the bank account? You see, life is full of a lot of words, but with words and no actions behind them, we get disoriented and we don't exactly know what to do. Well, thankfully, Jesus does. You see, in life, we see this as uh, comedy and drama, and, and it can bring laughs or it can bring sadness. In all of that, we see our own lives playing out because we aren't perfect people. And so as we think about stories like that and wanting to see the proof, we think of the questions that we might have about Jesus and who he is and what he's done for us. The amazing thing about Jesus is every time he says words, he puts actions behind them. We see that in his whole life. His whole life, he shares stories of love and forgiveness to the people around him that, that spread into our lives. And there's no difference in this story of the disciples preparing for the Last Supper, for Passover meal. You see, Jesus has some words for them. The teacher asks, where is my guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, furnished and ready. Make preparations for us there. It'd be really easy for the disciples to hear these words and be like, really, Jesus? You just want us to go? You want us just to find some random person 
Tell him these exact words, and it's all going to work out. And see how that might bring some questions. But no, when we see Jesus, we see his words have actions to them. And so the disciples did find exactly what he said they would find. The disciples left, went into the city, and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. You see, these disciples, they knew that something special was about to happen. They knew that Jesus was with them. His message was radical. It was changing people's lives around them. And they had a moment to have another intimate meal with him. And a meal that was spoken of many, 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 many years before. And was passed down from generation to generation exactly how it should be done. So the table is set just right. Those are the preparations that were made. But with Jesus, we know that there's more to the story. They didn't just stop with, okay, we're going to have this Passover, and it's going to be the same as it always was. With Jesus, he knows that our minds need something tangible for us to really know something, right? We teach kindergartners how to read sometimes with blocks because they can feel the letters. They, they have the tangible thing in front of them. They can touch and feel. We need that too in our own lives. And so God gave us Jesus' words with elements to help us know that we are loved and that we are forgiven. We see that in baptism and we see it in communion. And in communion we see this amazing thing happen. You see, in Exodus, this was a transactional piece. If you do this and kill the lamb at this time and put the blood on the doorpost, I'm going to save everyone's life and it's going to be okay. Jesus takes that transactional moment and he makes it trans transformational for each and every one of us. You see, he takes his words and elements, bread and wine, and he combines them in this miraculous way that if we try to explain, we're going to lose our words. It just, it, it, it doesn't calculate, but we know we know that it transforms lives. Because in the bread and the wine, we receive Jesus. We have a meal with him. Not only have a meal with him, but we are transformed by what he does in our lives with those elements. So it's no longer transactional, but it's transformational. For us, and that is amazing. So, as we think about coming to the table this evening, or any time you come to the table for communion, we do so preparing our hearts and our minds to know that transformation happens because of Jesus. So, we come knowing, knowing Jesus loves us. We come knowing that He forgives us. We know that there is hope through Jesus. And so as we come, we know that 
Jesus is here with us. And Luther says it this way, uh, in, in powerful words, that Jesus is in, with, and under the bread and wine. And he's not just in, with, and under the bread and wine in general. He's there for us. He's there for us. And this is a miraculous thing. Because we know that, that we don't live up to the expectation. We know that we're sin, full of sin, and that we confess we are forgiven. But sometimes our heads have a hard time wrapping around what that means for us. And so here in this meal, Jesus comes to us. He says, no, no, my love and my forgiveness are for you. Know that. Know that in this tangible way. We're going to have moments here to ponder what that means for our lives. And I hope you do. I hope you, you just reflect for a few moments on Christ's love and his forgiveness that are for us, that we receive in this meal. Simply because God so loved the world. He loved each and every one of us that much.